0: Hey, this is Therese Skelly, another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And I'm thrilled to have David Richmond with me. You are going to love David. He's got what he's up to in the world is magnificently cool. You're going to really appreciate his journey. So David, I'm so glad you are with us.
1: Thank you, Therese. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Sure. Well, tell us what you do today. I know you do a lot, right? So there's, tell us what you do and what you sure. learn about
1: it. Sure. Uh, Well, what I love is that I have the energy and the opportunity to do all the things I love to do, which is I am an author. I write books, both uh, nonfiction, fiction, narrative, um, uh, you name it. I also lead expressive writing workshops for communities such as cancer um, charities um, I, I just did a beautiful one last night, um, battered, women uh, women's shelters, PTSD centers, abuse centers, that wow. type of stuff. I lead expressive writing workshops. Um, I also am an endurance athlete, so I spend quite a bit of time training for and competing in endurance athletics, such as Ironmans and, you know, 50 mile runs and those type of things.
0: Okay. And I just have to ask, and you're how old?
1: I know. And it, your it, fifth decade, tomorrow. fourth decade
0: uh, held your what
1: 59, if you can believe
0: what? it. What? What? I know. And I you know. D- and I, okay, but here's the thing. I know you weren't always an endurance athlete, right? Correct. And so that's part of the story is how you got here. And first of all, I didn't know you did all that that nonprofit writing. I didn't know that. Yes. I know you're a speaker yeah. and you have books yes. and all the things. I had no idea. That is magnificent.
1: Yeah, I I, I love it. It's probably one of the most. Soul fulfilling activities I've ever encountered, and every chance that I have to do a workshop, paid or not paid, I I, I figure out a way to do it, and um it, it's beautiful. I I absolutely love it.
0: Well, there's something transformative about sharing stories, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean you- that's my whole. If you ask me, what's your tagline? It's connecting people through storytelling. Ah,
0: I didn't know that. Okay, well, ah. you're you're going to tell a story of how you got here, sure, <laughs> and not not in this space. And and I have to say there were some travel things. So, so David, are you, David is not in his studio just, and we just, we're just being real. I got the dog barking. Mm-hmm. David's like hanging out. He made it work. So I really appreciate yeah, you he showed absolutely. up. I'm so tell us your story. How did you get to, to this place? Cause you were not always this healthy fit um, yeah. functional man that you are today.
1: Yeah. You know, everybody kind of has that second act and sometimes the second act is when they leave adolescence and go into their adulthood. Sometimes it's somewhere in their adulthood Sometimes it's later in life. Um, My second act started when I was in my late 30s. Mm -hmm. And I had been successful in business. I had, you know, good friends. And I'm not going to say my life was a wreck. But um, underneath the surface and pretty much in a lot of ways you could measure, my life was a wreck. Uh, I was overweight. I was a smoker. I was completely stressed out. Uh, I had no direction in life. No, like, innate. Inner purpose. I didn't. Um, I didn't understand uh, or even contemplate how I interacted with the world. I was pretty mm-hmm. observant, but I never kind of uh, interacted with the world. I learned a ton of lessons, but I never ever thought to apply them to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a marriage with a, an abusive alcoholic, with four-year-old twins, and uh, needed to try to find a way to get us to safety. And I was just at this like crazy low point with the low you know negative things in my life and i just at at one point just a few things happened and i and i kind of pivoted and and started to transform into a different person
0: okay we gotta we gotta slow that down just a little bit (laughs) right so because because it's you know it's easy to get trapped in but i have this job or i have this house or i have this kid kids. So how does a man with all the quote obligations, Because mm-hmm. what I heard is I have to get out. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming that meant ending your marriage or changing the yep. situation, right? How yeah. does it, how does, how, what were the thoughts that led you to say, I have to start choosing myself? Like, what was that? Cause I think a lot of people are where you are. Everything's okay. Sure. Everything's set, but I'm miserable. I'm dying on the inside.
1: Yeah, because what we need to do is to make the other person that we're with or the boss or the whatever the situation is that's oppressing us or that we're allowing to hold us back, we try to fix that situation. We try to say it's gonna get better some point. Mm. We need to do everything we can to make it better. And it doesn't become about us. It becomes about the situation. And um, you know, I try to fix bad relationships, ones that I chose or ones that you know popped up. At work, with friendships, um, you know, uh, matters of the heart, whatever. I tried to fix the problems rather than kind of get to the root of the problem. And it, it was a conversation that I had, Therese, and it 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 it, it stayed with it, it. That conversation has stayed with me for more than twenty years, and it was a very simple conversation. I've talked about it a thousand times, okay. and it has lessened in its importance in my life. And that is that I was with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I had probably heard this a hundred times in one way <laughs> or another, but I didn't hear it you when I ready, either.
0: Right, right, right. No.
1: And I was complaining to Chris and I said, look, man, I'm so tired of taking this abuse. I'm so tired of being in this position. I'm so tired of not being able to fight back. I'm trying to fix the situation. I can't fix the situation. I got this problem in my life. I got that problem in my life and blah, 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 blah. blah. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I could do. Let me just tell you something. You're the problem. And I went. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Like, what? I am not the problem. It's I my wife. Have list. you not
0: seen her?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the boss. It's the wife. It's the this. It's yeah, the that. Yeah, yeah. And he and, and he wow. said to me. He goes, "Look, man. Here's your problem. Is you go find a, this wild, rabbit dog, and you go to pet it, and it bites you, and you wonder why did it bite you? He goes, the dog doesn't know any better." Right. The dog. That's what rabbit dogs do. That's what wild animals do. You can't bring it home, feed it and comb it and then go pet it and expect it not to bite you. He goes, why don't you go home and look in the mirror and figure out what your problem is? Why do you keep trying to go find problems to solve that aren't solvable? Like, what's your problem? And I'm like, whoa, I never thought it was me. I thought it was them."
0: That is a big truth bomb
1: it's it it is and like i said i've probably heard it a hundred times right like you create your own reality you know you you know your intention is your reality and you you hear all this stuff all the time but until until you hear it like you don't know what you know until you know it and once you know it and so i i honestly did terese that night um or maybe it might have been the next night i don't remember but you know it stuck with me enough that i put the kids to bed we we you know i i say escape but we. We left the house. Um, it was a very volatile, very ugly situation, but they were at safety and I was at safety. And I remember going into the bathroom and closing the door because we were asleep and I turned on the light and I, and nobody ever does this. I hadn't done it my whole life. I, I don't know how many times I've done it since, but not that many. I stared in the mirror and I stared in the mirror for 45 minutes. And I just asked myself out loud over and over and over, like, who are you? like what do you stand for what what's good about you what's bad about you like what's your problem like like what what is it that you wow. that you want to be what are you not doing like what like what the hell man why don't you just look at yourself why don't you look at the guy in the mirror for once in your life um and it was odd because I'm very very observant very good lesson learner very yeah. good leader like, like big, very successful in business. Like I, I was like things that you could put a pin on, but yeah. I I think at that moment Therese, is when I like lifted my head up. Cause I think I was just used to putting my eyes down and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. plowing forward yeah, yeah. and not really understanding how I'm, if I encountered a roadblock, like, like I just tried to fix the roadblock. I didn't go, Hey, maybe there were signs, that that's the wrong way to go. Like I just, right. you know what I'm right. saying?
0: Yes, 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 yes. And
1: so. Well, and probably isn't, so, isn't men so of
0: your age, isn't that yeah. like you just do, you plow through, you fix, you just, yeah. right? That's the yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: Reality okay. is the reality and you just got to deal with it. But I, I, no, it's not the reality.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: You know, and, and, nice. um, you know, I didn't know going into it, but that, that was step one. So step one of making a major pivot in your life of t- making major transformation for for me that step one was taking a very real honest authentic revealing okay. embarrassing um sometimes in, in a lot of ways very distasteful and depressing yeah. look at myself because i wasn't anything i wanted to have been and, but and, but
0: from the outside did people look at you and say he's successful he's got a uh, wife kids yeah. like Was there, was there like a a false self that the world was seeing perhaps?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And, and, and that I was living in, you know, I mean, like it would be crazy. It would be crazy. I'll tell you, sorry. I never, I haven't, I don't think I've told this story to very many people, but an example was how am I going to complain? I got a beautiful boat. I got friends. I got employees that are hanging out the boat. Life Mm -hmm. is good. My kids, whatever. And I have to keep my kids in the, in the boat because they can't drive home. With, with their mom because she's not able to to drive safely. um. Mm. But then everybody's gone, the party's over. And what am I doing? I'm cleaning the boat, being completely miserable. I'm taking care of my kids yeah. and bringing them home, hoping that she's passed out so I can put my kids to sleep in a peaceful way and then figure out what I'm going to do with myself. And it's like, I know that's a minor problem, in the big scope of things, but like mm. the things that I was dealing with, people I had no idea that it was as rough as it was until right. I looked in the mirror right. and went, right. yeah, are you happy? And I said like, oh, dude, God. you are not even like 1% happy, not even 1% happy. Like even being out of that situation, wh- that was not a fix. That was just a, pr- that was proof that I was not living the life I was supposed to live.
0: So tell her. So, so number one, your, your intervention that, well, your friend, God bless Chris. Yes. And, and for whatever reason, you know, the, the grace of God, you could hear it. There was an opening. Yeah. You could hear it. And then you did the inquiry, like, who am I? I, I love that, love, yeah. love, love that. What are the next steps? How did you get out? Because you had to extricate, but then there's a self-growth because you were still the same guy, right? So, so, so. I,
1: I I was the same guy. The next step, so that, that was a, that was a, a 45 minute exercise. Now, mm-hmm. uh, if I say how, what percentage of the exercise was that? That was like 95% of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I answered those questions. I, I just realized I was at zero a step on step wow. zero to a thousand of life. There <laughs> I was at step zero. Okay. So then step two for me, which took a little bit longer because that, you know, that'll happen in 45 minutes. I just, just uh-huh. but- on step two was a bit of a process, okay. but I, I, I just said, screw it. Like, like cut yourself a break. You didn't know what you didn't know until right right now. Forgive yourself. Don't be ashamed. Don't beat yourself up right now, you know, so, so now, you know, now you start. If if, if, if you don't do well from here, or if you're not, if if you're not aware here, if you're not living with purpose here, if you're not keeping your head up from here, okay, then you can beat yourself up. That's on you.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But right now, just free your mind. Like I just, I was like that Mm. Free your mind. If it sounds stupid, but in your heart, you know, it's authentic, do it. If, if it feels like you don't belong there and, and, and it's where you think you want to belong, then just let it go. Like, just let it go. And that's more yeah. of a process, but it yeah, was definitely absolutely. a mindset where I, I mean, who doesn't find themselves in a situation where they're trying to fix things, where things aren't perfect, where they don't I end know. up beating themselves up all day long about
0: and it. And I think that's it. Right. And what I know David is whenever we're trying to step forward the part of our brain that wants to keep us safe, small and stuck is going to tell you, you have, you have kids, you can't leave with a little, like, 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 it's the, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. nagging, nagging part that will point out the risk, the error and, and continue to perpetuate that. No, stay here. You're safer here.
1: Yeah. And I had a pretty traumatic childhood and some pretty good traumas in my young adulthood. And, and I had, the, and we all have this inside voice, yeah. this kind of kid voice, that tells us, you know, oh, you're so stupid. Why are you always right, doing this? Right, and, you know, you're right. such a moron. And we don't talk to anybody the way we talk to ourselves, and exactly. especially when it comes to decisions and embarrassments and bad decisions and emotions and trauma. We we just don't treat ourselves very well. And and I and I didn't really proactively know I needed to change that inner voice, but I think intuitively I knew mm-hmm. that I needed to start changing the dialogue. And instead of saying you know, you're such an idiot. You don't belong here. Mm. I just said, you know what? Just let let it go. You're not an idiot. You belong here.
0: Nice. You nice. So you, Which you, is
1: hard. It, it's hard. It's to hard
0: do. when you have evidence that you have been kind of an idiot, right? <laughs> or, yeah, or the self belief, right? And I love, I call that gentleness, right? Compassion, oh. self compassion, and gentleness. So, because you also in addition to have the mental um, misalignment, you had the smoking and the weight and the and yeah. so how did you? Because today you're the picture of the man that you want to be, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty much, close.
0: How did you get? How does one go from sedentary couch potato to like Ironman triathlete? Yeah. Crazy, crazy physical stuff.
1: Yeah, th- there's many parts of that, <laughs> but um, most mostly it is um, it's an exercise in learning, okay. and and that's that's what I I don't have in commentaries. Uh, with, with, I don't have anything in common with people that already have the answers to everything that already know everything. You know how you, you talk with somebody and they, they complain about a problem and you come up with a solution and they go, well, I'm just not like that. I like, that's not me. I can't do that. And I go, well, well, it is you, if you want it to be like, what, what do you mean? You're just like that. That's just who I am. I don't, right, I don't but- agree with that. If I, I could have limited myself by saying, that's it. I'm a 38 year old, overweight smoker who is a bad decision maker and loves trying to find problems that he can't solve and that's who I am just deal with it or I could just go I'm not that and so so the third the third part of it is is learning and I'll I'll tell you for me what where the mindset came from Mm -hmm. okay but it was a it's a it's a quick story but I'll tell it to you so I was um i didn't know anything about endurance athletics okay i didn't know what it meant to go run a 5k or do a half marathon yeah. or do what i didn't know any of that but i signed up for an 87 mile rollerblade race from <laughs> athens georgia to atlanta georgia
0: wait wait had you been yeah. exercising at all
1: i had been exercising okay. and i learned how to rollerblade okay. and i thought hey that sounds kind of fun Let's go. Or, let's Or go crazy. And, yeah. It sounds crazy. Yeah, I didn't like, know if it was crazy. I didn't, but I didn't have the frame of reference to know it was crazy. This is
0: true. This is true. Right? Was it 87 it's, miles hey, at one I'm time? Gonna, I'm, well, is it one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just go from Athens, Georgia, to Atlanta, Georgia, over the gentle rolling hills, and wow. and hey, you can start and you finish, and what a little, what a fun day. I okay. had no idea what I got myself into, right? <laughs> so when I get to the start line, trees, everyone is serious. They're athletes, and I go. Oh my god, this is like not a stroll through the park. This is this is like an athletic event. What the heck am I even doing here? And so I got this big backpack of stuff that I'm carrying and everybody's like got like a water bottle. And I'm like, like and I don't even know. I have no idea what's going on. And it's it's Georgia in the fall, early part of the fall, so it's very very hot, very humid. And about 30 miles in, which at this point was about three and a half hours, about 30 miles in. I, I was done. I hit the wall. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what the wall was, but, but I hit it. My, my legs were done. Um, I was com- completely out of energy. Um, I was sweating white sweat cause it was so salty. I was so dehydrating myself. It was white sweat coming out of my forehead and I was completely done. And I just said, okay, look, dude, you're, you're done. You need to go home. Wait yeah. for the, and that's that little van that comes to the last person, put them in, the van and takes them to the finish line because they can't make it on their own. I go, wait for the, wait for the sag sag wagon. And then I, and then I smiled at myself and I go, oh my God, dude, that's so awesome. Now you can go home. You know what your limits are and that's it. You, you know, you, you know what you can accomplish in life. And I, I kind of sat there. And then as I'm leaning over my leg, like dealing with the happiness of that thought, I see this line of sweat and I go, oh, but if you just take like one more step, like you're going to learn something. Right. And I go, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. And I go, what? I I already know everything about, I know my limit on every single level, but if I take a step, I'm going to discover something new. And so I, I took a step and I went, oh, okay. All right. And then I took another step and another step. And then I stopped at the aid station and I asked, like, I think I'm dripping sweat. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and then and then I and then I went some more. And then I go to the next aid station and then and I go some more. And all of a sudden, like five and a half, six hours later, I made it to the finish line. And I probably learned like a thousand things along the way. Things I had no awareness of before yeah. about myself, about the world, about what I was yeah. doing, about what I'm made of, about what I what I could talk myself into and out of, and I don't even know the list of, of lessons I learned. And I went, oh my god! Like, like, like every time you do something new, it's a it's a learning exercise. Mm. And that that was part three for me. Still is part three. Is you know is to transform yourself into the maximum of what you have got to be. Is you got to lean into circumstances to say, what can I learn? Right. Even if you set a goal ridiculously above your head and you, and you can't yeah. hit it or well, yeah. you learn along the way, but it may, maybe you could yeah. hit it. Right. I had no business doing that race. I, right. And at mile 30, right. I had no business going any further, but I made it to the finish. And I'm just like, wow, look at all the stuff I learned. So I think that that's, I, I think it would have been easy for me and justifiable for me at 38 years old to feel like I knew everything about myself, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I feel like, no, that I was step that. one. That was your, your, your
0: process one. is so it's, it's very doable. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I love David, it wasn't, you know, you got, you got 57 more miles to go. It's just one step, just one, one step. step. Right. But cause yeah. we all can take one next step, but yeah. what do you think prevents people from being willing to learn or being willing to take that next step? What do you think, what do you think is in the way?
1: Well, we all have an ego.
0: Oh yeah. Right? Okay.
1: And so uh, to, to admit that we're wrong is it, or to admit that we might fail, is 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 a limiter. I think another limiter is that inside voice. You know, think about this. I was thinking I was uh, given this prompt on the expressive writing thing yesterday, and I came up with this visual that really made sense to me. So imagine that you go to a public pool. Everybody that's listening, you you go to a public pool. And you're not really like a fan of heights or whatever, but you get up the nerve to say, there's a 10 meter board. I'm going to jump into the pool off it. I'm not going to dive. I'm not going to flip. I'm just going to jump. And you walk up the stairs and you're starting to shake and you walk on on the platform and you look down and you back up and you're like, oh my God. I'm such an idiot for being up here. I'm so afraid of heights. Oh my God, look at everybody's looking at me because I look so fat in my bathing suit. What the hell was I even thinking? I better get down because I, I, I don't know what the hell, I can't go down the stairs because I'll probably fall. So what the hell am I going to do, right? <laughs> Who can't identify with that situation now? Well, absolutely, yeah. Okay, now imagine that you're at that pool and your best friend's seven-year-old daughter climbs up the stairs and is hesitating up there? Do you grab a megaphone and go, hey, you, the one that's so afraid to jump, you're stupid for being up there. You know, we think Mm. you're fat in that bathing suit. Do you Mm. know how dumb you are? Like, would you ever in a million years talk to another person the way you talk to yourself? No. So long answer to your question is, a limiter is we we beat ourselves up so hard emotionally, so hard with our inside Mm. voice that it just limits us because I don't want to get up there and look stupid. I don't, I'm don't. I'm a fraidy cat. Everybody's going to th- think I don't belong. I'm a fat, what, right? Yes. I don't care whatever limits us. And so if, if we could change that inside voice and just go, yeah, no, no, you know what? I belong up here. I'll jump off. I'll figure it out.
0: Love that. You know, there's a concept, you know, this term called modeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so what we talked about is this is what prevents it. And so you kind of went there a little bit, but David, what's, so some of it for me, I, I really think in terms of identity today, mm-hmm. you have an identity of, I'm a man who is open to learning. I'm a man who is able to explore. I'm a, I'm a man who is okay to make mistakes. I, I, I'm a man who is here to express all my gifts. Right. So mm-hmm. modeling is picking people to like, wow, how does he do that? Oh, if he's doing it, I can do it. So mm-hmm. I want you to show us. Because you went from the, you know, in a very horrific situation, overwhelmed, trauma-based, you know, you had to extricate from that. And today, look at all the contribution you are. Look at the joy you have, right? Mm -hmm. Life is good for you today. So Mm -hmm. what's the voice in your head today? How do you show up? Because it really is about who we are, like the being, right? So Mm -hmm. so put us in your head or in your physiology, like how do you Mm -hmm. show up, like, of course, this is going to happen. Like, like, how do you get there? If you were to like program yourself to get in that state, what would that be?
1: It's, um, I think for me, it revolves around vulnerability. So, Mm -hmm. um, especially with guys, you know, we Mm -hmm. gotta be tough. We gotta be the one that, that handles stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the man, I'm the the, whatever, or you're just used to overcoming adversity in your life. And so you're the tough one, you're you're the capable one, whatever. And, and I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you another story. I've told very, very few people, too, because it's a it's a very private story is my my current wife. Um, so I met her and, and I mean, she's the opposite of every woman I've ever tried to, you know, interact with. She's very smart. She's very successful. She's very independent. She's very capable. She's very confident. Like she's all these things. That so she's are like not a project. Much,
0: she's not a dog you're going to take home. A,
1: she's not a. She's not a problem I need to fix. Trust me.
0: Right. And
1: and it was it was the like something I never knew. Right. It's kind of like that eighty-seven mile or the half yeah. air, first half yeah. Yeah. Iron Man or whatever. And we a second or third date, and 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 I go to kiss her, and it was absolutely the worst kiss you could ever give anybody <laughs> in their entire life. And I drove home going, yeah, that's why you can't be with that kind of a woman, right? Because they're just cold and they don't know how to kiss. They don't draw it out of you. And it's just, it's just, that, that's not where you belong. And then I went, you know what, dude, like, like, no, this is step one for you. Like step one. They, that's the kind of person you see yourself with. So, what the hell is your problem? So, I swear to you, Teresa, I have told very few people. This. <laughs> I called her up and I said, Hey, and she goes, Yeah. And I go, I just need to let you know that was the worst kiss I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> he goes, Yeah, me too. And I go, That was my fault. Here's why. And I absolutely know I could do better. I just know I can't. Right. Yeah. And she said, All right. If you didn't call me, I probably wouldn't. That's right. Uh, that's I, right. I wouldn't expect, you know. And so, so uh, we went out again, and 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 eventually, you know, things worked out, and we're married. But is that vulnerable? Is that being like, uh, uh, like, oh man, just try to be, act as if. Who who do you want to be? And who just you if you be? fail, you right.
0: fail. Okay.
1: If you fail, you fail. But um, it, yeah, I don't know that I was okay with failure because at times in my life I couldn't fail. Right. Like like if I would have. You know, I mean, times I could tell you a hundred times in my life that I would have failed, it, it would have been dire. Right. The death right? of
0: you. Well, when you yeah. come from a shame based traumatic background, you can't fail because your identity is such in I have to fix, I have to solve, I've got to be that. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, for you now, because you've healed the trauma, it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay, it's okay to be goofy, it's okay that like, I'm, I'm gonna do something that's crazy and I'll do it or not. It, it doesn't define your worth. Success or failure is not the de- definitive for who you are
1: yeah and we're wired with a million different wires and across yeah. all different ways and you yeah. know uh, are all my wires uncrossed no are, are, are you know are all million wires completely rewired properly of course not i have bad patterns and right. you know i have issues that i deal with i'm always willing to learn i'm always intending to be yeah. my better self yeah. learn you know forgive myself pay attention better, you know, pay attention less, whatever the situation calls for. So I'm certainly far, far, far from perfect, but I at least have a better sense of keeping my head up and understanding how I interact with the world Mm. so that I can say, okay, this is a meaningful, authentic purpose that I'm trying to um, be involved in or be engaged with Mm. so that, you know, I I can be proud of myself at the end of the day, which is not any, any way I thought at all you know, 20 years ago.
0: Well, it sounds like before it was about achievement. I had to get this. I had to achieve that, show the world this. And so what matters to David today? What What, what is pride? What things that you do that make, make you like that has a life well lived?
1: Well, I, I, I like it when, you know, we talked about be, before, like my my tagline, what def- I think defines me is connecting people through storytelling. And mm-hmm. when I cook and when I do a hosting and when I do a, a you know, Workshops and when I you know speak on on to sales forces and things like that, mm-hmm. it's connecting through storytelling. That's the thing that I like the most. So that that definitely is what drives mm-hmm. me. Uh, I think staying healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm still believing, and, and I know this sounds stupid, and and it's not myopic at all. But I I really believe that even at 59, my best days are ahead of me. So 100%. You know, until they're I'm not, with
0: you. I'm until, with they're you.
1: until they're not, they are, and so
0: you get to call it.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's what drives me to just figure out what's next. You know, what's, what's the next goal I'm going to set Mm -hmm. for myself. What's the next challenge I'm going to try to learn from, Um, you know, that's that, you know, I like being challenged, but, but challenge in a way that is not a problem to fix. That's not fixable. Well, here's what I want to show
0: Before it was, you were very external directed. I have to fix that. I have to solve that. I have to be that. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you emanate joy, you emanate passion, you emanate contribution, Mm
1: -hmm. not
0: so that I have to do those stories so that I make the money so that I prove my worthiness so that you know what I mean? It's a very different contribution. So talking about stories, tell them about your book and the cancer journey. And like, that's so coolest project.
1: Oh well, thanks. I, I I love doing it, and it's it's really a passion project because uh, all the proceeds go to cancer organizations that are involved. But when I uh, was in the process of understanding, I was at step zero. Um, you know, at this pivot point, I had this very long kind of journey ahead of me. As you know, I saw it in my head is this just endless path. But at that same time, I got a call from my sister saying that she was diagnosed with terminal mm-hmm. cancer, and mm-hmm. It kind of framed for me the importance of how to live on purpose and how to be authentic because she was living her best life mm-hmm. she had a happy healthy marriage wow. uh, two great kids you know great circle of friends great you know just she was she was living her best life in a mm-hmm. purposeful heads up kind of way and it really was mm-hmm. a, a stark reminder for me of what i hadn't done and so i really wanted to learn from her we interacted a lot but i noticed therese that People were really good. And I'm talking about doctors, loved ones, patients, survivors, you name it. Uh, They're really good about dealing with the tasks related to the cancer and the trauma. Right, right, right. They were not good with dealing with the emotional side of it. Yeah. People were very isolating. They were uh, They abandoned friends. You know, who doesn't have a friend that's going through something difficult mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're sitting there going... I don't know what the hell to say. Like, what do we do? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. oh, geez, I better not call him because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. right, right. And I said, well, why is that? Like, why, why, why do we have such a problem starting hard conversations? Mm-hmm. And um, so, I what I did was I embarked on a project to go find a ton of people that were super inspirational, very mm-hmm. wide ranging of emotions, uh, from gratitude to fear, angry, you name it. Had a, a unbelievable. Uh, and and very acute traumas in their lives such as a suicide of a parent abandonment uh oh. drug addiction a mm-hmm. unit uh, so that we can kind of identify with the person and then how did uh their traumas and uh impact them how did it help them or how did it inhibit mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. later in life from connecting with the people in their lives that were going through something difficult, or if they were going through something difficult, how did it help or impede their ability to connect on the emotional issues? And so I, I told the stories, I I interviewed everybody for a couple of years. Uh, Some people I couldn't get deep enough with some people I did. And, um, and that what came out of that was 15 really remarkable stories, all very different about um, you know, people's lives and the traumas that they encounter and kind of like the thought behind I mean, you never know what people through you know what these people have all gone through there it's unbelievably yeah. revealing and then yeah. learn from, uh, that so that we can have a couple of more tools in our belt when we go through something difficult or when yeah. a, a significant other a friend whatever goes through something as traumatic as cancer uh now we can be empowered maybe a little bit more just yeah. with this hard conversation So. I, I, I interviewed them for a couple of years Then I said, Hey, if we're connected by story, why not go connect all the people? So I jumped on my bike and I did a 5,000 mile solo bike ride in 45 days to go visit the people that I had interviewed and meet them for the first time to connect the oh. stories. And so So in, but yeah, it's really great. Great. The book is each one of those stories. And then in between the stories is a a short little narrative of the bike ride or people I met along the way that kind of enhanced story. So it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a journey, a journey book and a, and a, and a narrative book about the human, you know, human Mm. experience.
0: And what's the book called and where they can, where can they find it?
1: It's called cycle of lives. Mm -hmm. The subtitle is, uh, 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 15, uh, 15 remarkable stories, 5,000 miles, and a journey through the emotional chaos of cancer. So um, I interviewed doctors, patients, loved ones, survivors, you name it. Um, a couple of stories are heavy, but they're all very, very inspirational mm-hmm. and um, very fulfilling to the soul and to understand you know, the human condition a little mm. bit more. But uh, if you look up Cycle of Lives, you can find it wherever books are sold, or at my website, which is cycleoflives.org.
0: Beautiful, and we'll have all that in the show notes.
1: Yeah, thank because
0: you. What am, you're just, just a, a beautiful, yeah. and I have so loved this conversation. And, and what I love is, it's one thing when when women get on and say, "Oh yeah," but when a man comes and says, "I had to get real," right? Because men have not uh-huh. been given the access, they have not been given permission. So you literally are blazing trails. And you're blazing trails for not just men, but people who who they're living in a life that is not in alignment, you show the way out. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, what it's so, so tells you three-step process again. Just, just so again. It's,
1: yeah, and thank you for that. It's very sweet of you. But it's tough because, you know, I mean, it, it is. You you have these these thoughts about yourself, you know, the world tells you to be macho or whatever. And I got no problem being macho and taking on whatever. Mm-hmm. I got no problem mm-hmm. with that. But at the same time. I do need to be real and go, you know what, just because I'm a tough dude, just because I can go run a hundred miles or deal with problems at home or whatever. It doesn't mean that I don't have the same issues everybody else did, Mm -hmm. you know, just the other day, some friends were talking about some psychedelic experiences and the guy said, yeah, I found out that everybody is my loving mother. And I started laughing and I went, dude, I don't even know what a loving mother is. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't even, I don't even understand that concept because yeah. I have the opposite of a loving mother, right? I go, I don't even know what you mean. So yeah. I have my problems. I got, right. but I got to admit it. You know, I just got to admit it. Exactly. I can't. I,
0: exactly
1: I, Anyway, so that three-step process is just, it's really simple for me. It worked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A real a revealing, honest, no holds bar, revealing, look at yourself. Okay. Who are you? Okay. Who do you want to be? Where, what have you gotten? done that you're proud of what have you not gotten done that you're proud of like who like like what like where are you in the world how do you interact with the world are you living on purpose like just this kind of 360 assessment mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what is my makeup and, and how am I interacting with the world that was step one that's pretty easy to do it's hard I I would urge anyone go stand in front of a mirror and talk to <laughs> out loud for 45 minutes it's almost impossible
0: yeah you can't lie at that point <laughs> right.
1: you can't lie and you probably can't hold back the tears i mean there's a lot of nonsense going on you'll want to walk away from that mirror trust yeah. me um and, and step two for, uh, for me was just to free my mind like forgive myself okay. yeah. not you can't flip a switch it's not that easy but over time through positive self-talk through just just let it go like dude just yeah. let it yeah. go if you if if you Find yourself for whatever reason being short with people. And you just don't want to be the kind of person that's known as being short with people. Mm-hmm. Ah, guess what? Forgive yourself. Now you know, mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. Don't be short with people. Mm-hmm. Don't just say that's who I am. So I think it's that that step two is 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 just learn how to free your mind, learn how to forgive yourself, learn how to move on. And step three is, you know, what can I learn? Like what uh, can I learn? Everything uh, I do. It's got to be a learning experience. Like, don't know anything. I, I yeah okay. I know certain things, but I mean, how wonderful is it to learn stuff and to to find out who you are and what you're capable of, and how high you should set your goals or how much higher you should set your goals, or how much more you're capable of. Like, uh, it's it's really quite amazing. I mean, honestly, I'm a 38-year overweight smoker. I've done 20 almost 20 ironmans. I've biked 5000 miles solo across the country. I've done probably 50 runs of 50 miles or longer. And and I'm if you would ask me at age 38 looking in the mirror, that's who I'm going to end up being. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, maybe you could aspire to run a 5k one day. Like don't be stupid. But <laughs> right, but I just let me learn. And I just learned that that's who I could be.
0: And what a great way to look at the world. Cause you could say, I'm I'm i I'm I've lived almost six decades. I know the things, right? And yeah. for you to say, and there's more, and there's more, like there's that curiosity, there's the magic that gets to unfold. Like that's how you can say, I know my best years are ahead because you have intended, you're gonna learn even more. And yeah. so, David, the way you appreciate and approach life is magnificent. You've had a beautiful demonstration. So. Oh
1: well, well, thank you. I'm um, you know, I I uh I used to be a a big fan of uh, the twilight zone. And there's a, there's a, there's a twilight zone episode where this guy gets haunted by death. That's in the rear view mirror. And I always think about that. It's, it's sitting in the back seat in the rearview mirror. And I always think about that. Like, I, like, I think that's death, man. If you're looking in the rear view mirror, you might as well just pack it up, dude, because isn't life in front of you. Like it's not in the rear view mirror. And so, you know, when I, when I got to that point on that, 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 that rollerblade race, like that, I could have made that everything I knew about mm-hmm. myself, but no, from now on it's, it's out the windshield, not, not the rearview huh. mirror.
0: That's the mic drop moment that we end the ah. show on. That was magnificent. <laughs> that. magnificent. Uh, oh, I'm inspired. I got goosebumps. I'm so inspired. So this show, I, I never know the names of the show. I never know the titles until I'm, then this show is going to be called steps to tangible transformation. And you are a magnificent demonstration. And I, you, you, what a beautiful man. Thank you for your journey. Thank you for your story. I know you have touched a lot of people. So.
1: Oh, oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And I was excited to talk to you partly because of your excitement and partly because I knew we'd have a good conversation. And so thank you for doing that and keep doing what you're doing. Cause obviously you brought t- not one, but two stories out of me that are very rarely. rarely
0: <laughs> so I got the touch. You I got the touch. It. <laughs> Thank you. Doing it. Thank you. And to my beautiful listeners who are inspired is pretty cool, right? Here's what I want you to do. Think of two people who need to know those three steps. Think of the people who need, who are stuck, who need to draw the line and say, am I going back or am I moving forward? Share this episode because you don't know whose life you may change. Just like David's friend, Chris said, dude, like you might be that voice. And this episode of David's words, David's stories might be that voice that helps somebody pivot. So share the episode, reach out to David. We'll have the notes, we'll have the, his website and all the stuff in the show notes and please some blessings. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey, this is Teresa. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance. Oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.